Hi, I'm Hera, the mom. And I'm Estella, the kid. And this is Seeking Different. There are times when everyone feels different or left out. As a non-traditional mom and kid family, we're setting out to explore all the ways that families can be different. This is Seeking Different. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Seeking Different. All right, so on February 1st, the first day of Black History Month, the College Board released a revised version of an African-American AP studies course following criticism from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who was refusing to follow the program for Florida state schools. The changes removed all Black writers and scholars who were associated with critical race theory and scholars who touch on the Black queer experience and Black feminism. So basically, this guy's trying to whitewash history and make it so that kids can't learn about what really happened. Exactly. So I wanted to talk to Stella today a little bit about Black History Month and how significant this change is. And I want to ask you some questions about what your thoughts are on Black History Month. So before we get into it, I have a confession. What? I don't like Black History Month. I love Black History Month, but why don't you like it? So I don't like it because I feel that Black history is American history, and it's something that kids and adults should be really studying all year round. And what I find happens in school and even in the workplace is people will cram all of the Blackness into one month. And mind you, February is the shortest month of the year. What? Yes. Because it has 28 days, 28 days in February. That was one of my co-breakers in class. I won. <laughs> uh, yes. So February is the shortest month. So they give the shortest month to the Black people. And also, I feel like a lot of times, at least this is what happens at work, being Black, a lot of my white coworkers expect that I am going to teach them something in February. Really? Yeah. And it's not my job to teach everyone <laughs> Black history. So like, what you're I feel like what you're saying is like every month should be Black History Month. Exactly. Every month should be Black History Month. Well, so in our house, every month is Black History Month because yes. we read Black books all year round and we celebrate Blackness every day. But in honor of Black History Month, because we do understand that not everybody lives in a Blacky Black household with a Black mom who is hell-bent on teaching her kid the truth. We are going to talk about it right now for all of you and learn a little bit about why this recent stuff with Ron DeSantis is really just a reflection of all of the craziness that's going on in our country right now. So I'm wondering, Stella, do you even know what critical race theory is? No. What is it? I've never heard of it before. So critical race theory is something that is widely debated by politicians, and they will have you believe that critical race theory is something that schools have been teaching. The dirty little secret is it's not. And so mama would argue that critical race theory is something that kids maybe should be exposed to from the perspective of understanding how our society is working. So for example, remember when we talked about Ruby Bridges? Yeah, Ruby Bridges is amazing. So Ruby Bridges helped integrate the school. She was like the first little black girl in her school. And I think we had this discussion a couple of years ago where we talked about how technically schools were desegregated, but they're kind of still segregated. 
So like there aren't much white kids. There aren't much black kids, but like there are a lot of white kids. Well, so what ended up happening is basically our society like shifted and turned. And a lot of the policies that create where, you know, where people go to school are based on racist policies that still want us to be separate. So a lot of times you will go into schools and there will be either mostly black kids, either mostly Latinx kids, either mostly white kids, but you won't see many schools where there are lots of kids together. Now there are schools like that that do exist, but I would argue that more often our policies make it so that neighborhoods are segregated, which means a lot of schools are segregated as a result. So critical race theory basically is the discussion point or theory that basically says that even though slavery ended, a lot of the way that our systems are built are based on racist policies. And so Ron DeSantis, the guy in Florida who decided he wanted to erase that from things, he doesn't want people to recognize that a lot of our systems and our policies are designed to essentially maintain white supremacy. Okay. So here's another question for you, Stella. Do you think there are things in black history that you learned about in school that are either not true or perhaps details that are left out? Well, I feel like my school tells me a lot about black history and black history month because like, they're kind of like, woohoo, it's black history month and black history month. So like, they're kind of like, like digging into all the black history. So, so kind of like tell us a lot about it. And I don't think they've really like missed anything. Like we've learned about Martin Luther King and like Rosa Parks and like, it's just been a lot and we, that we've learned about. And like, I feel like they haven't left out anything. So. Well, so I always find it interesting that schools will focus a lot on Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Ruby Bridges. And not that those people aren't super important, but did you know that the U.S. government didn't actually like Martin Luther King? They didn't? No. And some people actually thought he was a terrorist. No, he isn't. He, he's not. I know he's not. I'm he, just saying. He's literally just fighting for freedom. That wasn't being Exactly. Terrorist. But at the time, there were a lot of people that were very angry about what he said. And the thing that I think is really ironic is a lot of the same people who were cursing at Ruby Bridges when she was going into school and thinking Martin Luther King was a terrorist, that didn't actually happen that long ago. Like grandpa and grandma were alive when Martin Luther King was here. And so their kids and their kids' kids are still here and everybody's acting like everybody loved Martin Luther King. But that really wasn't what happened. I remember I'm in my class, we were watching like this Ruby Bridges movie um, for Black History Month. Um, I think it was last year in third grade. Um, and Ruby Bridges, there was like this lady and she like put like a black like um doll in a coffin. Ooh. I know it was it was horrible. really it was really scary. And like the black doll looked like beat up and dead. That is traumatizing. No, for Ruby Bridges. Literally everybody was like screaming in my class. They were like, that, that's so scary. That's horrible. So what are your favorite people in black history that you don't typically hear about in school? Um, I never hear, I've never heard about Katherine Johnson. I don't know why, because like we learned about like spaceships and stuff in third grade and like all the planets. So, I, so like at home, I'll sometimes think 
And like, so this year I was like, wait, but then why aren't we learning about Katherine Johnson? Because Katherine Johnson was the one who actually helped us go to space. So tell everybody, Katherine Johnson was a Black female scientist, right? Yeah, she was a Black female scientist. And like when she was a little kid, she was like literally the smallest person, which I like about her because like it tells me that like little Black girls, they can be like stronger than other girls sometimes. And they can be super smart like you are. All right. So you decided for your biography project this year. So to give a little bit of backstory, when you came home, you were not sure who to do. And so I was like, well, why don't we pick somebody that you wouldn't ordinarily learn about in school? And I was like, Michelle Obama. We have to learn about Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, we never hear about. Well, that's not true. We always hear about Michelle Obama, but we love Michelle Obama. So that's fine. I'm just saying your first biography project when you picked Katherine Johnson, I was really excited about it because I also didn't hear about Katherine Johnson in school. So you were able to teach me something. So I'm wondering after reading Katherine Johnson's biography, what are some of the things that you learned about that happened to her during that time that you didn't know from learning about in school? Um, Katherine Johnson, I was, they, people thought that Russia was spying on them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, why would Russia spy on them? Well, That's weird. technically Russia was, but we were also spying on Russia. So yeah, we're, we're even now. We're, we were, yeah, we were doing the same thing. Uh, so what did Katherine Johnson do that was really special? Um, she was really smart. Um, she proved them wrong. They thought that she couldn't do it. But she was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I will do it. And she did like, and in the movie Hidden Figures, she was like, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to do it. And she drew this big math problem. And like everybody gathered around the board and they were like, she's correct. This is how we do it. Yeah. So she was able to solve a math problem that none of the other ones could solve. And the thing that I think is really cool about her story is that There are a lot of people of that time who had lots of opportunities and Katherine Johnson basically had a lot of things that were working against her. Not only was she a woman, which at the time, a lot of people did not want to think that women could do math. She was also a black woman and a lot of black people were not in that field. So she proved a lot of people wrong and she was a trailblazer. So we can look back on her and be like, hey, look, women can do it and we are often better at it. Yeah, I, I I also might have laughed in the part where they were like, who did this math problem? And then she was like, me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. She she looked half exciting to have science. She was like, I did it. Yeah, she was she was awesome. All right. So who else in Black history do you think is awesome that you enjoy learning about? Simone Biles. Simone Biles. I like Simone Biles because like she's kind of she's a really good gymnast. When she was really little, she taught herself like everything. Um, And she won a bunch of Olympics gold medals. And I want to be the Olympics. And she inspires me to go into the Olympics. So one thing I really love about Simone Biles is that in the last Olympics, she came out And she talked about how sometimes it's really hard to overcome things that are happening to you emotionally. So she was having a really hard time. And instead of just pretending that she was perfect, she came out and explained 
um, that she was having a hard time and that sometimes it's okay to take a break and give yourself some grace, which is what she did. And she's also just one of the best athlete athletes of all time. And I love when people talk about her because I think a lot of times we focus too much on, you know, the football or basketball sports and gymnasts are really powerful. Yeah. And like they have a lot of muscle. So what are some things that you remember have happened during your lifetime that may be considered part of black history? Hmm, What? Like, do you remember Barack Obama being president? He was president for a little while while you were here. Uh, all I remember is skies and rainbows. Skies and rainbows? <laughs> okay. That's all I think about when I was a baby, I feel like. All right. So maybe you don't remember Barack Obama, but mama remembers when Barack Obama was elected president. I was actually in Brazil at the time and I had mailed in my vote because that's what you have to do if you're not back in the United States. And when Barack Obama won, I was a very excited mama. I mean, I wasn't a mama at the time. I didn't have kids, but I was marching around and I was I was singing and dancing. I was super excited because that was the first time in my lifetime and in all of American history that a black president was elected. And guess what? Uh, Barack Obama is biracial. Ooh. Okay. Do you remember Meghan Markle? Um, I remember when she got married. Um, when she got married. We were like all like in the living room watching the TV and we were like wearing hats um, and I was sitting on the beanbag chair with you. Yeah. So and... this may not seem like a huge thing in black history. Wait, but... wait a minute. And then like, I was like, oh my God, my hat's falling off. And like my hat kept falling off of my head. I was complaining. I was not happy. And like, um, I, I, and then I, I, I only saw like maybe a little bit of it because for the whole entire time I was watching my, my iPad, not the big TV. So, okay, it's interesting that that's what you remember of that moment. But even though British history isn't really our history, I think the thing that was really cool about this is that people uphold the royal family as some kind of pinnacle. And there is a lot of our history that's intertwined with with British history. But for me, at least, when Meghan Markle became the first biracial black princess or really a member of the royal family I just was like okay like I don't know it was like a part of me was like we're infiltrating (laughs) which I'm sure is why like a lot of them are pretty angry but I actually think it was pretty awesome and I love Prince Harry I think he has come a long way in his wokeness because he married Meghan Markle. Oh yeah, and in the car, mommy used to used to like be reading this book, and I was like, I don't want to listen to this. We started off. Yeah, like, I like, listened to Harry's book Spare, and it was amazing. So I did not like it, and like at the end, he was like, "The birdie flew." That that was actually kind of the the end sounded actually kind of tragic. I don't know why. The end was a little bit tragic. I think that the funny thing about that is that I think you actually enjoyed it because when it was over, you were like, it's over. I just think you don't want to admit that you actually enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah, I actually kind of enjoyed it a little bit. Okay. All right. So we talked about a little bit about Black history and the recentness of Black history, like some of the most powerful things in Black history 
happened not that long ago. So I'm wondering, our family is part of Black history. Do you have any stories that you would like to tell that you learned um, from your family? Hmm, let's see. Well, Grandpa has told me lots and lots of stories in the car. One of them is um, he was outside of a restaurant and they wouldn't let them inside. So he had to eat outside and he had to go to the bathroom and they wouldn't let him inside. So he went to the back and then peed on a bunch of soda cans. Okay. So the longer version of the story is that he was in a band and I think this was either middle school or early high school because mm-hmm. it was when he was still living in the South and some of the kids in band were white. And so they were allowed to go inside the diner. And the owner of the diner told the black kids that they couldn't come in and it was really cold outside. So he was like, oh, you can warm your hands, you know, like on the engine of my car, but they had to go to the bathroom. So my dad was like, well, we can't go inside. So they went around back and I guess there was a huge thing of sodas in the back. And so as I guess an act of peaceful resistance, my dad decided to pee all over the top of the sodas. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people who were in that place, you probably drank, peed on soda. <laughs> yeah. And another story is that when he was a little kid, and he, since he didn't have any toys, he went into church and like went to the back and like started playing with the toys. And he was like, yep. I'm done. Let's put it back. And I was like, wow, he must be a ninja because like he he was actually able to like actually like sneak into the church and like play with all the toys when he was bored. Hmm. Okay. And then like he put them all back and like no one even knew. And I was like, wow, you must be a ninja. So another thing that happened in our in our history was that my grandfather, so your great-grandfather, he was a preacher in the CME church. And the CME church was basically called the Colored Methodist Episcopal Church. So it was like the Episcopal Church for Black people because the white people didn't want the Black people in their church, so they made their own church. But anyway, when Martin Luther King was going around doing voter registration drives, a lot of times he would partner with churches. And so my grandfather was helping him with the part with the partnership in Mississippi and I guess got on the bad side of some people in the KKK and about a week after they moved about a week after grandpa moved with his father and his mother and their and the rest of his brothers and sisters they actually bombed their house in Mississippi oh yeah grandpa told me about that story I was like I know it's super scary so if he hadn't moved a week prior then you and I wouldn't be here because they probably would have all died in that house, which is super scary. But I am really glad they left Mississippi because it sounds like it was a super scary place. It, does the KKK stand for Ku Klux Klan? Ku Klux Klan, yes. Oh, that scared me. Um, In third grade, we saw that in the Ruby Bridges movie and like everybody screamed about that too. Like they're, they're like these guys with like, with like a weird triangle hat and like masks in there. And they have like, um, like, like, um, those like coke thingy things, like they have cloaks on mm-hmm. and like, they didn't want people to like notice who they were. So like they put on all those clothes and like they had torches or like weapons and they like came to people's houses and set them on fire and like killed people. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy that I wasn't there or I would be hiding under my bed or like scramming all around the neighborhood at night. And then in the morning I would be a vampire. Uh, okay. That's weird. The yep. vampire part. 
Yep. All right. So is there anything you would like to add about Black History Month? Like if you were to tell teachers or schools, like what would you want to see about how Black history is taught in schools? Um, I would like to tell them that I like Black history. And maybe you want more of it. Yeah, maybe. Well, like we still learn about some, like we still learn about a lot, but like in February, we like learn about a lot. A lot more. Yeah. Yeah. So like maybe like the same amount of Black history for all the school year. That'd be nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Seeking Different. If you like what you heard, share us with your family and friends. Tell us what you'd like to hear on future episodes and share your stories about belonging and family. You can connect with us on Instagram at Seeking Different. See you next time.